reflection on the ministry of the love of God in our lives. The ministry of the love of God in my life. The ministry in my life. That has been a reflection for a while now. We discover the place of God's love in our lives. It is part of the agenda of the Holy Spirit to help the church discover the depth, the height, and the width of the love God has bestowed on us. Until we have some reasonable level of God's love manifested to us, we can never work with God. I must discover the love of God for me. Jesus is a manifestation of the love of God. Also loved the world that he gave, he acted, he revealed that love. And whoever receives that love shall never perish. What a duty. I don't need any person to come and prophesy to me about that. It's very categorical. John was speaking the mind of God when he mentioned that. God so loved the world, not the repentant Christians, but the good and badly in the world. God so loved this perverse world that he gave his only begotten son. The perverted world was a world living outside the boundaries of God already. You see the point? The perverted world is a hopeless world. But God so loved it still in his obscurity and darkness that he acted. He acted. And that act is not an act of judgment, but an act of love. And that act of love is what made him to give us his son. That whoever receives sin shall not perish. Wow. I refuse to perish. I refuse to be subjugated. In the name of Jesus. When I pray like that, I'm praying the mind of God. Because the first on ground is that I have received the love of God, I have received Jesus. And because I have received Jesus, I'm not a recipient of the love of God. And because I'm not a recipient of the love of God, God's terms and condition is that any man or woman 
who receives this love and walk in the light of this love will not be a victim in this realm of life. Will not be a victim of the hatred going on in the world. Because the, the destruction at work in this world, the elements that bring about perishing are actually born of the hatred of the devil. Wickedness in this world is born of the hatred of the devil. The sorrow and the pain we experience in the world is born of the hatred of the devil. So when you become a recipient of the love of God, when the devil goes about exerting his hatred and wickedness, the love of God you have received has capacity to nullify the hatred of the enemy, the devil. Amen. Amen. So that's why John is revealing to us that as many who receive him shall not perish. There is something about God's love, God's love, that demystifies the power of hatred and wickedness. Such that both in this side of life and even when you transit to that life, no element of wickedness shall be exerted in your life. So I'm preserved on this side of life by the love of God. I'm kept safe on this side of life by the love of God. And when I even transit to the other side, the love of God will still keep me. That love will keep me here. That love will keep you on the other side. Amen. That's why I have received that love. Not only that you will not perish, that love assures you of a life that has no end. Not just in the terms of longevity, but the quality of life on that side is going to be great. Shall not perish, but shall have eternal life. That means you shall possess the very life of God himself. Not when you die, but while you are here. And so, right now, because we have received Jesus, we have received the love of God, we have received eternal life. We have full manifestation of those who have received the love of God and have received eternal life. I have the love of God now. That's my testimony. I have eternal life now. That is my testimony. I believe it absolutely because it was spoken from the sovereign authority of God's power and God's word. So that word is what rules my soul. No matter what the world brings around me, the, the lordship of his word stands high in my heart. I have received the love of God. I refuse to perish. Devil, lose your gifts over my life. Is a testimony of sovereignty of God over our life. That's how we operate. So, we are so blessed that we are in possession of something by faith. You may not feel it. You may not touch it. But by faith, you are in possession of a reality heavier than yourself. And that is the love of God. That love lives in us. That love operates in us. Paul writes to Timothy. says, you have not received the spirit of bondage to fear. You have received the spirit. Everybody say the spirit. Yes. The spirit of power. The spirit of love. And the spirit of what? Sound mind. You see, so we have received the spirit of love. 
is a spirit. It attaches itself into your soul. He follows you everywhere. The love of God. The love of God. Child of God in a world that is ravaged by pain and hatred and wickedness. Every day we see human beings going down. What will keep you is your almost growth. In what? In the love of God that you have received. Let that become your day-to-day consciousness. My strength is in the love of God. My life is in the love of God. My happiness is in the love of God. I am a recipient of that life. In the morning you wake up, your first offering to God is for the Father. Thank you because I've received your love. I'm here to testify. I'm a beneficiary of the love you sent, oh Father. I glorify you and I thank you. And you join the host of heaven because when a soul on earth receives that love, there is greater rejoicing in heaven over your soul because what? You have received the love of God in his fullness. Angels we know. Cherubims we know. Archangels we know. Saints in heaven we know. Oh, a soul has received that light. That's what the Bible says there's greater rejoicing in heaven. When one repentance in that comes back to God. Because you're coming back to God. Is what makes you to receive the love of God. So my life every day is governed ultimately by the ministry of the love of God that is brought into my life by the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is here. He has not gone back because he must continue this ministry in my life. He must continue this ministry in my life. So when I say, come Holy Spirit and fill the house with the faithful, when he comes, he continues ministry onward in my life to make sure that that love of God is properly crystallized in my life. That I don't lose the consciousness of it. That my faith will be fully embellished by the love of God in my life, in my spirit, in my body, in my soul, and in my yard as a whole. So when the devil comes with his wickedness, he can see that in the soul of this one, this one has received the love of God. Shall we begin, man? That becomes your bone. That becomes your wall of defense. That becomes your stronghold. When wickedness releases its arrow of attack, love neutralizes it. The Bible says love overcomes all things. All things. Everything is subject to the lordship of love. Everything is what? Subject to what? To the lordship of love. To the spirit of love. The devil cannot withstand a soul that is hosting in his vessel the what? The spirit of love. Then, because the presence of the spirit of love turns you to a deity. It turns you to be a god in the spirit. Because where there is love, the Bible says, that's what? There is God. You replicate God in your life by virtue of exercising what? The spirit of love. Shout a big amen. amen. <coughs> so let's go to the Bible and see where this whole journey started. Romans chapter 8, chapter 12. Excuse me. He says, (coughs) 
Romans chapter 10. Let's read from verse 8. Are we there? From verse 8, it says, But what do what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. You see the word is used there. Say, the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith. The word of faith. What do we say about the righteousness of faith and the righteousness of works? What do we say about the righteousness of faith and the righteousness of works a few days ago? Because Paul is building this verse of scripture from there. What do we say? Anybody? Yes. <laughs> the righteousness of faith is what? Okay, that's one aspect of it. Is that all? Yes. Yes, we're all talking about what it does, but what is the righteousness of faith? Yes. Mm-hmm. Believing what? Anything? Believing in the word of God. Believing in the love of God. And Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, where did we take where do we journey to call and arrive at the righteousness of faith and the righteousness of works? How did God address the scripture for us? Okay, all right, no problem. Go, go back to Romans chapter 4. It's like you didn't go to your notes. So. <laughs> okay. Righteousness of faith. Romans chapter 4 from verse 1. If you are there, please lift your voice and read like an angel. Mm-hmm. From verse 1. Mm-hmm. Romans 4 verse 1. Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. Yes. Mm-hmm. What did he discover about being made right? Now, stop. You hear what he said? What did Abraham discover? So he made a discovery by the Spirit. After journeying with God for many, many years. Are we together here? Yeah. Are you following? Yeah. There's something he discovered. And now that's what Paul is trying to communicate to us. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. If good deeds had made him acceptable to God, mm-hmm. he would have had something to boast about. Okay. He discovered that if it was his good deed that made him to be righteous before God, he would have something to boast and say, oh, it is because of my good deeds. But he discovered something. Uh-huh. But that was not God's case. Mm-hmm. But the scriptures tells us, Abraham believed God and God counted him as now the question now is, what did Abraham believe God? There is something that happened to him. Abraham had been listening to God, talking to him. 
But at this point, Abraham learned something in the spirit. He learned what they call the lordship of the world. That the word of God must be the final arbiter. That the word of God is the ultimate. Who are we to question what he says? If he says it, that is it. It dominates everything. So Abraham discovered the lordship of the word of God over and above every circumstance, every situation, every appearance, everything. Am I correct? Is there something here? So at this point, Abraham had no other option to say, ah, if it works, it doesn't work. For him, this one surpasses. There's no way this thing can fail. That's what he discovered. That is why he now had to put all his faith in that world. It is when Abraham discovered the lordship, the conquerorship, if you like, the dominating dimension of God's word, that God's word is ultimate. God's word is the final arbiter. God's words can never fail. No circumstance can ever affect God's word from coming to pass. Because when he realized this, then Paul now continues and say, it was uncounted unto him as what? Righteousness. He didn't quote God's word. But there was something that crossed his mind. How can God's word is ultimate? He made God's word the final habitat. That whatever God says must come to pass, whether we like it or not. So he aligned with the audacity of the word of God. Did you get this? That the word of God is ultimate. If God's word addresses an issue, it's not negotiable. It cannot fail. God has said it, and for him to have said it, as a matter of fact, the thing has come to pass, but your eyes have not caught it yet. Your eyes have not been able to see it because what he says comes to stay. When he says something, you may not understand it. But what he says, we deliver what he has commanded it to do. As I said in Isaiah 55, he says, The word that proceeds out of my mouth will not what? Come back to me void. That's what Abraham discovered. But must accomplish what it has been sent to do. Say the word of God is unfallible. The word of God is unfallible. Yes. Infallible. It can't fail. So that word is ultimate. It's all powerful. It has capacity to subdue circumstance. A situation when present itself. And you ask, what did God say about it? And as a human person, when you weigh the circumstances on the ground and weigh what God's word said, you say, no, I don't think this one can handle this issue. <laughs> you are looking at that word as a mere word. 
but it's a spirit behind that word that comes to accomplish what the word has voiced out. Many times, as a matter of fact, what we interact with is the voice of God, if you like. But we don't know the magnitude of the spirit behind that word. But Abraham, in this, in this case, encountered the spirit behind the word. And when he encountered the spirit behind the word, the Bible says Abraham believed God. He hoped against hope that God is able to even call back what has died or what does not exist. He calls the things that does not, that, that don't exist as if they exist by the power of the spirit behind the words he speaks. On account of that, the Bible says, God counted unto him as what? Righteousness. So what are we talking about righteousness now? Righteousness by faith and the righteousness by works. Now, the righteousness of faith is a type of righteousness that the Spirit gives to you when he caps you like this for believing God's word. It's a righteousness that is better from the Spirit. We have the righteousness of the word, of, of the word, of works. When we do good things, charity, kindness, and all kinds of things, yes, that's righteousness of works. But when you believe the word of God, irrespective of how your system tries to encapsulize or capture what is being said, may not make sense to you, but if you believe that the spirit behind this thing will make this thing come to pass, the Holy Spirit himself rubs on you his own righteousness. Shout a big amen. amen. Can you just imagine? The rightness of the spirit he gives it to you. Which one do you want? The one you create by yourself or the one the spirit gives you of himself? <laughs> so that's what Paul is saying. That Abraham, who is the father of faith, this is what he discovered. May God grant you revelation in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Say, I believe the word of God. Because it's the ultimate. Because it cannot fail. I'm rest assured that the spirit behind it is greater than all. Yes. <laughs> so don't look at the main word. Look at the spirit that accompanies the word spoken. So Isaiah himself, to have the revelation of that word, when God was speaking to him, and says, as the heavens are far away from the earth, so my ways are far away from your ways, my thoughts far away from your thoughts. But as the rain and the storm comes down and water the earth, making it to sprout, giving seed to the sower, giving bread to the eater, he says, so shall be my word that comes. That proceeds from my mouth. That it will not come back to me void. So when it comes, it will water the life that receives it. It will cause things in that person's life to sprout. Hmm? Giving seed to that person to what? To sow. Giving food to the person to eat. So his word can never be spoken out. And then he come back without accomplishing the assignment. That's the purpose and plan of God. But you can make the word of God of no effect by your own belief. 
That word can be sent to your life. And you doubt it. And say, hmm, am I sure? You will still believe that you have alternative. And when you subscribe to alternative, you disrespect the spirit behind that word that came to accomplish that task. And the spirit will turn around, turn back and go away. Can you imagine that? Say thank you, Jesus. So that's the blessing we enjoy. Believing God. Do you know that in the book of Hebrews, some even believed unto death without getting involved? They say, I prefer to see God unto what God says. Sometimes they still want to test you to see whether if you are pushed to extreme, you give in. But some dying their faith without results. And some even went to the point and said, I don't need to have the result. I will still believe without seeing. God, keep the result for me. When I come to heaven, give it to me in heaven. Shout a big amen. amen. Can you see the audacity of people who have believed God that way? Don't bother yourself to manifest it here. Give it to heaven for me because I know it is too short to happen. Gift as how? It doesn't come. It comes through what you believe. Yes. But you must believe for it to be imparted upon you. It is the, it is the, is the impartation that comes when you believe God's word as absolute. That what God says is true and it must come to pass. You believe it in your soul. You believe it in your spirit. You believe it even in your action and everything you do. In the case of Abraham, mm-hmm. Abraham is an Then Abraham. Okay, yes, continue. continue. Abraham, but he believed, first of all, God called him. God called him. He now began to join with God. He was no longer an adorable worshiper, right? Yes. He started walking with God, he started hearing the voice of God directing him, right? Then God, he now said, God, I have no child. Blessed with the child. God said, Don't worry. Your son, which you are going to give birth to, shall be the So God told him, You are a son of any nation. Why are you saying you have no son? Don't worry. So Abraham still kept trusting God, waiting for that thing to manifest. It was not manifesting for almost 30 years. Now, when God came back to check, because God comes to check it. Whether what he has spoken to you, whether I believe it or not, because it's what you believe that you bring that he brings out in your life. Okay? So he visited Abraham. And said, Abraham, my son, he checked his heart. His heart was still, I'm an old man. My wife is old. My wife has entered menopause. No longer menopause. Me, as an old man, I'm gone, finished. What else again? This two way God talk will not come to pass. He was judging the word of God. Based on the circumstance and situation. Did you get this one now? Let's move on now. Cool. When God, God, God visited him, he saw that he was there last day. He said, Young man, you think what I say will not come fast. Okay, come. Look up. He looked up. He saw stars. He counted. God wanted to expand his mind that life is more than what? Logic. He said, Count it. So while he was counting, the stars were too many. I think he couldn't count them. Then something struck him. 
This God is a wonderful God. He's a God of wonder. Look at this star. If you can create these stars and they're all different, is anything too difficult for this God to do? Then he now challenged himself. He said, then why am I putting God in the box? Why not believe God? My only is to accept what he knows. He can recreate me himself. If he created the world, he can recreate me, he can recreate my wife and things will still come to pass. Then, immediately, in his spirit, he was not arguing with God anymore. He was not doubting the power of God anymore. He believed God. I said, God, I think now I understand. What you, will, what you say will come to pass without fail. It came to him as a revelation through that he saw. Now he believed God that you'll be a fellow of many nations, irrespective of his body, withered, wrecked as an old man, irrespective of his wife, entering menopause of different dimensions, and the ovaries and the eggs are all dried up. But with God, these are not limitations. As far as God is concerned, when God shows up, everything will show up again. I respond to him who created his shout a big amen. That was the argument that took place in the heart of Abraham, and he believed God. The Bible now says, at that point, when his heart was no longer arguing with God, when his heart was no longer restricted by human circumstances, when he now entered the realm of the universality of God, that God in him is what possibility. There is no impossibility in God. Immediately, his spirit, his spirit, now, Receive the tapping of the spirit behind that word. Because the spirit that was within the word that God spoke was he woven around Abraham. But his faith did not connect because of his unbelief. Shout a big amen. amen. So at that point now, the spirit now tapped him and said, now we are together. And gave him his righteousness. Did you understand this now? Yeah. Does it make sense to you now? Yes. They told you what? You can't give birth again because your ovaries are dried up. I mean, the reports are there. <laughs> the scars are there. And I said, hmm. anyway, let me see. Is that the work of God? No, my work. Now that is your work. That's the report of men. The God who put those things in you, what did he say? Is it the point? Would you still say, even though they have said this, I'm still a viable woman. By my God, when he shows up, these things that have reported will change. Because they are not subject to God. They are only subject to us human beings. Amen. Yeah. Are you following this? Because, you know, this is a little bit, uh, it's, sly, it's sly, you know. It does like this. You understand it. Now, all of a sudden, again, it confuses you. But if you understand it well, that's a middle breakthrough in your future journey. So, I believe in the word of God. I believe in the spirit behind the word of God. It has the capacity to bring about irrespective of circumstances or situations because he's the Lord of life.
Long more, many years ago, they told her you have fibroids. Very big one. You're going for pressure. That before she would conceive, she has to go for pressure. So she came to me and said, Father, I don't want to go for pressure. I don't want to die. I said, What do you want? He said, I want to give birth. But they said that I have fibroids that is big already. It has taken almost 80% of my own. All I know is that I have a God who knows that I have to handle this. I don't know how to handle this. Here, let me pray for you. She knelt down. I did my heart. I said, Lord, you said many years ago that you blessed Abraham, or you blessed Adam and Eve, and said to them, Increase and multiply. And there are things that are coming here to stand against what you said. Lord, I believe your word. Let this woman carry her. So I took the boy and I nodded her. Three months after that, she came back. What happened? She came very sick. Hi, Now, who saw this fibroid? That spirit knows what is that fibroid. We don't know what is fibroid. We call it fibroid, right? Yeah. He knows how to handle it. That's the problem we have. We don't believe a spirit is behind the scene. I said, woman, don't worry. This boy in your womb 
You say, Father, is he a boy? I said, Officer, don't worry. This boy in your womb will eat of this fire bread. Fever upon fever. She did suffer. Sickness. Today, her tongue is like this. There's one is like this. Suffering, suffering. The man said, Let us go. This will destroy you. The man said, I'm not going anywhere. She comes and said, They are fighting. And now they do feel the fight. Because if you go now, you will go and separate fight that should end well. For two months, that one was suffering. Pain every so after five months, she now went forward and started again. To that same doctor, the doctor was angry. I said, hey, I told you to come, to come since. You're not coming. Can't share your soul name. You're suffering so much. Let's check and see the mass of the fibroid. So we can do the operation. They checked it. The baby was two times bigger than the fibroid. Wow. Yes, excuse me. <laughs> How on earth is this one reducing? This one is decreasing. The same doctor who that everything. So he didn't know that he was encouraging the woman each time he gives a report. Remember, say, you mean that the baby is bigger than the fibroid? He said, ah, he said it, he said it. No, that's what happened again. That was not angry. <laughs> so the man, the man, the husband of the woman, and the doctor now are going to say, if you come out again, don't tell anything again. Just take her together and do the operation. So this child can be saved. Six months, seventh month, she became more calm. So she didn't want to come back again. Eight months, she went back. For the final checkup. They scanned three times. First one, nothing. Second one, nothing. Third one, nothing. The husband said, excuse me, doctor, what are you waiting for? He said, I'm not seeing anything again. The boy has eaten up the fibroid. The boy is a big boy now. He's in the, in the university now. Yes. He's in the second year now. So when, when they gave birth to him, they're going to say, ah, he said he's a boy now. So now he's a boy. His name is Vincent. <laughs> that is what righteousness of faith produces in your life. If you can't dare to believe God enough, don't expect the spirit behind his word to act for your sake. Remember that each time you believe in word, the spirit behind that word follows you because you are carrying this property. Are you following me? Mary was full of grace because her heart was full of the word of God. Learn to believe God. If you are doubting, begin to cook yourself spiritually so I can deal with every doubt. Learn more the word of God. Do fasting. Spend more time in prayer so I just speak and align with the spirit of the word you have received. What creates doubt and discomfort is because you go to the world, the world will speak their own language to you. You come back, then you start doubting what you believe before. Thomas Akepi said, each time you go out to the world, you come back less a child of God. What keeps us moving is the righteousness of faith. The Eucharist you are receiving, tell me, which righteousness are you exercising here? Ask a question, please. 
the Eucharist that we are receiving every day. Which righteousness are we exercising here? Okay. For you to believe, listen, that this is Jesus. Hey! That this is Jesus in his fullness. Soul and body. The fullness of his divinity. As you believe it, even though you can't see anything, it impacts you in righteousness. <laughs> There's a righteousness for believing that Jesus Christ is in the Eucharist full and, full and, and, and entire, in entirety. Blessed are those who have not seen, but what? That blessing is the righteousness that is imparted upon you. Thank you, Father. Your life is blessed. Your life is enriched. Child of God, when you celebrate the righteousness of faith in your life, when you lay down the first Father, thank you for the righteousness you have imparted upon me. I'm not qualified when you qualified me. I'm not glorified, but you have glorified me. There's something about your life that is beyond what you do by your own works. Your own works is simply a testimony of what God has done in your life. When you believe that the love of God has entered your life, you may not experience it physically. Don't say, ah, I feel that love in my heart. But the fact that you believe in that love without perceiving anything, without seeing anything, and you, by faith, you believe the fullness of that love in your heart, a righteousness of that word impacts upon you. That is what makes the word to bring about what that love talks about. It will be according to your faith. If you are confused, ask your question. Yes. What do you think about the situation during COVID when we now started using Transmit sickness. The church was playing safe because not everybody has equal measure of faith. So, because not everybody has equal measure of faith, some will still operate by fear. And where there's fear, the devil will. Fear is what ushers the devil into any realms. Just like some of us during that COVID, me personally, I didn't, I was not scared. I, I even saw it before it came down. I was telling people that time. So when they say, take vaccine, take vaccine, I said, I'm not taking. I'm not taking. I didn't take. I didn't force anybody not to take. But not to take. Because I know that I've been vaccinated already. Yeah. Yeah, that's my faith. Oh, please don't join me. Don't join my madness. Eh? 
But I know there's something God has put in place for Christians to work in the light of Jesus. So those who don't have it, don't, don't condemn those who are claiming it. And those who don't have it, don't say, no, you don't have faith. No, that's their level. Leave them there. They say, no, travel, I say, no problem. I know it will come to pass. We're not religious men. We are spiritual beings wearing human flesh. There's an energy we carry inside of us that the laws of life on this realm should not control us. Rather, we manifest in this realm. We're not subject to change. We are men of immortality. Those who are mortal, who are subject to death, can be humbly for life. But Jesus came and gave us a life that's superior to all this nonsense. Shout indeed, amen. Amen. There's a life we possess. There's a life our vessel is carrying. We have the same container, but we don't carry the same content. You have life, I have life, but the quality of the life I carry is more than the normal human life. That's what going to kill this person, cannot kill me. Because I have received a new kind of life, a new creature. All things are passed away. This one, this new life is indefatigable. This new life, you can't poison it. This new life cannot be subdued. This new life cannot be limited. The Bible says, so this kind of person, he said, as the wind blows, you don't know where it is coming from. You don't know where it's going. So it is of the person who is born of the spirit. For what is born of flesh is what? Flesh. But what is born of the spirit is spirit. You don't know when you're born again. You're actually catapulted in the realm of the spirit. You're a spirit being walking in human flesh. You don't know your capacity. You don't know your texture. You don't know your vividity, your, your reality. So because these are conditions, I told myself, I'm not working myself. Everybody, the first people, I said, I'm not taking, I don't know, catch COVID. Because I know there's a law at work within my members that is far above and higher than the law of sin and death. That is being perpetrated by COVID. Have you forgotten? Now, therefore, there is no longer condemnation. Katakrima. What is condemnation? Katakrima means death sentence, negative sentences that have been captured in these things that are affecting people. He said, now there is no what condemnation for those who are what in Christ Jesus. No adverse sentence for them. COVID was an adverse sentence that was shot into the atmosphere to make men die. It killed people. It was orchestrated by the devil. Manifested through witchcraft and sorcery. But the Bible, which is the word of God to you, Paul is speaking from the spirit that there's no more condemnation for you who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus at work inside of you. As a what? has set us free from the law of sin that brings death. So which law are you parading now? Which law have you come in terms with right now? Which law is governing your soul? Which law are you celebrating? Which law are you hosting in your body now? Christianity is more than just come to church and go. I know there's a law at work in me. It's called the law of life. That love life was installed by the law, by the what? By the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Spirit who proceeds from the Father. 
and the Son is adored where? In my heart. He is the Lord and the giver of life. When he comes into me, he establishes his kingdom, his rulership in my spirit, in my body, my soul. Then he declares this body is for life forever. He is the Lord giver. He is a life giver. How can he take his hold in me and declare life? Then someone says death will come. <laughs> Church, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. These things I'm talking are like mystery to you. We don't pray against death. Death knows where we stand now. Shout a big amen. amen. There's something that's working you. The point is that if you don't believe it's enough and you're waiting for God to come and do gym, gymnastics around you, you don't go far. When David was saying, I shall not die, he was not praying, no. He's going to say, I shall not die, I shall live. He was enforcing the lordship of the Spirit of God in his life. When we say witches cannot do anything to us, it's not because we're being braggadocious. It's not because we want to be proud and say, who am I? No. I'm declaring proudly God's investment in my life is part of witnessing for Christ. We have conquered them by the blood of the Lamb and by what? The words of our testimony. I'm in possession of a law of life. I'm in possession of a spirit that goes with me. That spirit is not who created the world. He even knows the root cause of COVID. He knows what kind of fellowship. So if you are a religious man, you'll be pushed around by all these elemental forces. They call them elemental forces. Elemental forces of foul spirits that engender this in the heart of men that promotes the machinery of death, which the devil is the lord of death. Jesus, your master, said he has come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. He is the origin of sorrow and pain and wickedness. He truncates people's destiny. He causes havoc in marriages. Destroys children by perversion. He goes about creating cultures of death and decadence. Ravaging society. Bringing society to our knees through all forms of negativity and forces of destruction. We know him. We know how he operates. We know where, where he belongs. We can design his works. That's why Jesus came and said, son, say, daughter, I have come to, you know, I have come to empower you. I have come to invest into you. I want you to prove a point in this earth. Christianity is to prove a point here. Not that you will give your life. <laughs> I manage When I die, I enter here. <laughs> say, I'm full of love, the love of God. I am full of in the name of Jesus. Say, so I refuse to fear. Say, so I refuse to be intimidated. Say, so there's a spirit behind me. There's a spirit behind my life. That spirit has asserted his lordship over my life. And has declared forever that life will run through my veins. Saying this, hey, that's exciting. <laughs> Don't say something there. You speak them from your spirit. And I say by now, eh? If you open the business of spirit, you will see the sounding dead. Demons that have 
tied me today have entered trouble by what I just said now. Any evil heart that have ever thought of evil against me, whatever, something shook them now. They, they will be quick in our today. What is this? Fear will enter me. God came with fear. I will put the fear. I will put your fear in the heart of fear. You don't know who you are. Wake up. Wake up. You are too blessed to be limited and frustrated. If you can't see yourself, wake up, please do. You are not to nobody. Too much shame has befallen Christians because of this religiosity and all this work we are doing. Enough of that. Because of prayer, people go, hey, bless me, bless me. Hey, bless me, bless me. Hey, they are all slaves to what? Appetite. Body for appetite. Can't manage. God needs to do it. That's where their life is. When God's investment in you. He's far above that. Say, God, what is the kingdom? Possess his word. What is the kingdom? Walk in the righteousness of faith. What is this kingdom? Become a testimony of every word he has spoken. That is the kingdom. Then he says what? Every other thing. We what? Added. And now we are brandishing other thing as testimony. When the greater ones are there. You are implicated in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I am here to unveil you. But you know the stuff you are made of. I refuse to be rubbished. Sir, so I have a spirit in me. I have a spirit in me. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. Say, so I'm ruled by this spirit. I am ruled by this spirit. I honor this spirit. I honor this spirit. I celebrate this spirit. I celebrate this spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm not alone. I am not I'm fully guarded. I am fully guarded. I'm fully loaded. I am fully loaded. By the King of all spirits. By the King of all spirits. When he speaks, when he speaks other, spirits other spirits have no option than to bow. Amen. As you are saying this, where you picture it is in your, in your mind. Where there things being confident in your mind, because as you say this, you will be seeing them. Hmm? We're not blessed because of the, the physical thing. That's why our blessings are what spiritual. <laughs> oh Jesus! The blessings we command as God's people in this realm is more spiritual than physical. That's why the wise ones will not even allow someone of them to manifest themselves. God, don't, don't please me here. Please make sure I come over that side because you know that's the final destination. So I'm a bearer of the love of God. And I refuse to perish. Now, when this becomes your reality and consciousness, anytime something threatens you or people parade words that bring fear, Hey, they'll do this. Don't succumb to that because the spirit has been relieved by those words and action. And that spirit is watching you. You should say, no, I'm a possessor of the love of God. I refuse to perish. So any machinery at work 
canvassing for destruction of man's lives by any means, by any system, hears for testimony, immediately they recycle. I mean, they retard. Because you have also said something that in, invokes another dimension of our life. By your words shall you be justified and saved. By your words shall you be condemned. I refuse to perish. And you're not saying I refuse to perish because you are very holy. No. But because you are a recipient of the highest gift of God to humanity. And what is that gift? The love of God. It's the spirit. It has been poured into my heart. I have received my own portion. Have you received your own portion? Then demonstrate it. He's efficacious. He's real. He's very real. Trust that spirit. Believe that spirit from that bone down to the heart. The Bible says what? The mouth speaks. What is dominating your heart? Speak it out. I refuse to perish. Your mouth releases that love. And the spirit And there will be a comeback. They will say, are you sure? Are you sure? You say, I'm very, very sure. Your faith will tell you, but how, how will it work? This thing can destroy you. You say, no. See, you have to contend with every that the devil releases your heart to make you yield to his own fear. This was to stand in your own faith. It's called a fight of faith. Don't speak negative words because the things you say can either demean what you have received or enhance his capacity. Wave your hand to Jesus. Say, Father, thank you. Thank you. Bless you, Lord. Give you all the glory. Be thou magnified. I worship you. Amen. Are we together here? Are you getting blessed? Are you learning something here? Okay, have you understood? <laughs> Having understood the righteousness by faith, which God every day is waiting for you. So, how do we acquire it more by reading the word of God? The more we believe more of his righteousness, the more we grow in the glory of the righteousness. The righteousness is given to you once, but you can grow in his glory by more of God's word that you believe as absolute in your heart. Some people will come to me for prayers. After praying, I decree the good father. Hmm. That thing, eh? Today I say, you know, you need to pray for me again, no? I will tell you, don't worry yourself. Some will go and say this to ourselves. It's not a serious man. Let me go to where the man lives. And I pity them because that actually has even nullified what has been put in force in their spirit man. Daniel prayed. The Bible says when the angel came to the Michael came to Daniel for 30 days. He said the very day you pray, your answer was given. But the spirit said that, that this person shall not benefit from this. And so began to resist Gabriel who was coming with a message. But Daniel himself understands the intelligence of the spirit and engage fasting because what we do here is not power the spirit. If Daniel had sat and said, okay, I'm anyway, I pray now, God, let your will be done. The devil will withstand that Gabriel. 
from bringing the message. But Daniel continued to fast. Then God had to release Michael to come and engage Gabriel. I mean, engage a demon. And Gabriel brought the message and said, that pray, God asked you, but the one demon here will resist him. I'm going back to meet Michael so I can deal with him forever now because your prayer has given us license to finish him. May your prayer transform. Your persistent prayer. Prayer sustained by fasting and dedication. May it nullify demons that have hovered over your family over there. Don't be deceived by the weakness. Daniel was weak at the point. After one week, he said, God, where are you? He continued to give it. He knew something was wrong somewhere. God is faithful. If he says something, he will do it. He continued fasting. I'm sure if that gave a new come, you can continue fasting and praying him. Because the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous person produces what? Tremendous power. What are the forces that use your power? You produce power for angels to continue to fight for you. It was Michael's prayer that empowered I mean, Gabriel's prayer and passage that empowered Gabriel and Michael to continue to fight. So I have power. I have power. But I must generate it. By intensity, and buoyant, and fervent prayer life. Say so my prayer will produce result. Amen. I was explaining Romans chapter ten, right? Chapter four. Now, let's go back to that Romans chapter 10 from verse 8. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. From verse 8. Yeah, you can read, mommy. Mm-hmm. Stop there. Which word now? Ah. <laughs> uh-huh. The word of God. Mm-mm. The word of God that you have believed now. It's no longer in the Bible, right? You see, Paul was very specific here. He said it's in your heart. It is what you have believed that is now in your heart. Not the one you wrote in your jota. Because you keep writing the jota, but you don't write them in the tablets of your heart. Learn from me, people of God. Learn from me. You see me that I will speak for you for two hours, and all I say are inside of me. It's not because I'm father. I have to do it. I learned it. And I do it every day. I assimilate it to be in my heart every day. My library of God's word is in my heart. It's not anywhere. Back on my books and take my Bible, it is still here in me. Because the time will come, they will seize your Bible. They will take your iPad. When they lock the internet, what happens? They will just go and make all the, uh, uh, the what they call them? Those uh, Bible uh, and other programs. Don't avoid them. You can't open them. China, you don't use Google. That's why they can't download Bibles there. They cut you with Bible, you go to prison. Yes. 
they catch you preaching or sharing Bible, you go to jail. They may even kill yourself. And we think it won't come. It'll come to us. Begin now to prepare yourself. For... Okay, let's continue. Mm-hmm. When we continue. Mm-hmm. 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 You see now, the Bible, this one now says the message of faith. Who else has another translation? Yeah. What did he say? What he said is this. Uh-huh. God's message to you uh-huh. on your lips mm-hmm. and in your heart. Mm-hmm. That is the message of faith that you receive. Okay, stop. Who else has a different, something different? Instead of the message of faith, who has something different in his own Bible? Eh? Okay, and this is faith. Okay, read it on. Let's hear you, madam, please. This is the message that we preach. Uh-huh. Okay, this is faith. Okay, read it on, uh, you. Mm-hmm. Okay. By your side is the word of God. Mm-hmm. On your lips and in your heart. Okay. That is the word of faith. That's that the word of faith. That we preach. Because it's the word of faith that is the word you've believed in that brings what? The word or the faith word righteousness, right? That commands the spirit in your life. So Paul is making an argument here, and I want us to follow what he's trying to say. Okay, so let me continue now. This is the word of faith which we preach. Uh-huh. If you declare with your mouth, if you declare with your mouth uh-huh, Jesus, is Lord. Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, mm-hmm. Jesus is good. That means salvation shall be on you. If you what? If you confess with your mouth, number one is what? Eh? You have your Bible there now. Okay, whether confess, whether declare, they are all the same thing, right? If you declare or you confess that what? That what Jesus is Lord, the Lordship of Jesus. If your mouth will say, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. Number one. Then number two. And believe that he was raised from the dead. Then what happens? And believe that this same Jesus was the one who only who conquered death came out of the grave. For you to believe this absolutely your heart without doubting. The spirit behind it will come as a young man from today henceforth you have salvation. That is what we confess at baptism. When you say, Did you do you reject Satan? Yes. And all these empty people works, yes, and all that. Do you believe in God? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, who died, who did this, who was resurrected? It is this thing we are activating during baptism. And that is why when you have finished this, you know, this, this uh, confession, by the confession, salvation is imparted upon you. Then the priest now exercises the prayer of salvation. 
And after that, you are now anointed with the oil of catechumen that makes you automatically a bona fide child of God. And then anoints you with the oil of prison and now makes you to be partaker in the ministry of Christ as prophet, king, and priest. So, John, this is Romans chapter 10. Verse 8 is what will activate as the initial ritual of baptism. Then, when we don't pour the water on you, is the significance of the spirit of Christ or the spirit of resurrection entering into the vessels of your body. You become what? A testimony of what you said. You believe he's the Lord. And then you confess that he's the Lord and you believe he resurrected. Then that same spirit of resurrection is imparted upon you. You become a beneficiary of the spirit of resurrection. And that spirit is the spirit that comes into your life to exercise what? The Lordship of Jesus by what? Enacting the law of life and quenching every door of death in your life. Shout a big amen. amen. Paul now says in Romans chapter 10, verse 11, if the spirit of the one that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he said, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that lives in you will vitalize your mortal body. That means this our body will be receiving ministration from the Holy Spirit. And what is the spirit saying to our body? What is the spirit ministering to our body? They're just looking at me saying things. Eh? What is the spirit ministry to my body? This spirit we're talking about now. Life. Which life? Eternal life, right? Resolution life, eh? Not a human life anymore. Good. So anytime I honor the spirit, the spirit says, hey, take your daughter, take it again. And, and, and I'll follow you that life is poured into your spirit. Your spirit begins to learn to live immortally and begin to resist mortality. That even when you sleep in the Lord, they open your grave, your body is incorruptible. Shout a big amen. And then after I say, this is the sense. You got to give her the grace. Forget that even yourself, by virtue of carrying this same spirit, God has rendered you immortal. Can you believe in the Lord? I've said before, if I die, just five days after my death, if you don't open my grave, you will see me sweating like this. Because even in my spirit, I will still, I will, I will still be preaching, visiting people and correcting them by virtue of the word of God. Why am I talking too much about So, as I was saying, <laughs> Amen. This life is real. It's not fake. So why are you wasting the resources of your body which God has given to you to enhance all this? So when you come, when the child comes into transit, you are carrying fullness of the knowledge and enter that realm. <sighs> Don't die like this, oh. Don't die like this. The fullness of the gospel must be better in this body. You must taste every knowledge God has given. You are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. See, you are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> the devil doesn't like this type of talk. Why is this man telling me all these things? Because even as you are listening to me, every spirit behind your, behind your life is being dealt with. The truth comes like 
like a sword. And then the gun tries to build sword, it destroys. It's a double-edged sword. Say, I bear my body. I bear my body. The law of life. The law. I refuse to be sick. I refuse to be limited. In the name of Jesus, I'm vitalized by the power of resurrection at work in my spirit. It will vitalize my bones, vitalize my organs, vitalize my body. There shall not be any organ failure. In the name of Jesus. Your organs will be attacked and they will fail. Your body is a sabotoa. This body. This body has tested canality so much that every time it's desiring what canality. You have to train it, you have to modify it, you have to cut what it desires. And retrain it to serve the things of heaven. <laughs> when the disaster, you tell them, no, 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 no. Don't be questioning. When the desire anger, I tell the body, stop. No anger this body in the name of Jesus Christ. What I carry is love. When they hurt you and you want to feel bad, say no. We don't feel bad in our own context. I from a tribe that don't get hurt. When somebody does something and you want to revenge, no, he said, we don't revenge. We bless. Brother, God bless you. You appear foolish, but actually you speak to a king. Even the devil will say, this one, Kai! I admit this one. That's how you prosper. You train yourself to a point where you are so much soaking God. That your concern is not about what you want, it's about what God wants. Because when you came to what God wants, every other thing you want will come to you more than excess. I've learned that. I don't have this anymore. In those days, I have long lists. Oh God, this is that. Oh God, this is that. You say, be concerned about my things and I'll be concerned about your things. Ah, what the business? Eh? Why, why, why worry to go and come? He said, I know your needs, but focus on my needs. I will focus on your need. I discovered that very far away many years ago. So my concern is to see how I can place him in all things. And I caught one. The day he was telling Peter, Peter, do you love me? He said, what I know I love you. He said, feed my sheep. He said, Peter, do you love me? He said, Master, uh-uh. you know I love you now. He said, feed my lamb. Peter, do you love me? He said, Master, ah, he got angry. He said, feed my sheep. I caught that one. Peter has all his part and has gone. Hmm? Who is that Peter now? <laughs> so that's why we will die feeding the sheep. We will die taking care of the lamb. When they refuse to come, we will force them. We will go to them. Because the more we do that, the more the love of the master overwhelms your life. Yes, that's the secret. It's not my prayer. It's not my prayer. Find what he wants and give him. Tango was stepping to the mode of service. Find where you are placing the master. Get to know something that places him and give him and they're doing it. Whether they are talking, keep doing it. Look for how to do it everywhere. 
Get to know when you will serve him and be touching his soul. Each time you render service, he's excited. I know he's excited with this program right now. He's so happy. <laughs> are you learning something here? What are you doing to make him happy? What are you doing in your life? Find something where you are pushing his, his things forward committedly. If you know how many times sometimes we get discouraged to stop this thing, you don't understand. The devil uses everything. Then we realize that when, when the covenant, we can't do it. We can't stop it. If one door closes, we open another door again. Find a space in him where you are doing your own. Don't be ordinary. Don't be floating. When they search for you, where will they find you? Where is your service rendered and is going up like an incense? Has your name been written somewhere that take this person? Look at what he is doing. What is your name in heaven replicating? Your true act of worship is in your service. Service. We have found that many years ago. When you find an aspect of God's desire and giving there as your act of service consistently, one year in, year out, year in, year out, before you know it, God Himself will take a vow over your life because you have become relevant to the kingdom. And what commands God's favor, God's protection, God's soul command over your life is there because you have great value, you are important to the kingdom. We like to become important in the eyes of men, but not important in the eyes of God. Find your space, oh. Tell everybody, find your space. We are saying it here. Announce your neighbor. Say, find your space, oh. Where you will stay. And be pleasing him. If you also condemn him, you will say, and the cause of, you know, Peter, when Dorcas died, right? You know who they call Dorcas? The Bible. Christ died. They just come and say, Pastor, this woman was so good to us. That all the limits in the, in the temple, she's the one who gave you this to us free of charge. Why would this thing happen? Peter was moved. With that, he said, Jokas, Talita, come. He brought her back to life because of her service. You today now. <laughs> Sorry, <this one. laughs> What will provoke heaven to intervene for your case? What is that you are doing? The heaven will say, no, we can't allow this person to go yet. There is something he's doing. Hezekiah, death was knocking ahead of his heart. God said, go and tell that man. Put your hands together, you are going to die. The prophet of God came majestically. I'm a prophet. What I say doesn't fail. Put your hands together. For this you are going to die. The man he contained with him. He said, thank you. He left. He said, I went to his prayer room and faced the wall. He said, God, I've served you. I've served you, my God. I'm still serving you. I know I have a test in my life. But that tells you I'm tired. I still want to praise you in the land of the... Why was he talking? He said, hey, 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 it's true, it's true, it's true. 
This man's service, I can't forget. God went back to his prophet and said, We have made mistake when we miscalculated. God tell that man, he has 15 years more. Shout in the man. And you tell that you can't change the mind of God. Oh, say, God, that say I'm tired. <laughs> With my bone, praise you in the grave. With my body, serve you in the grave. He was asking God question because he has what? He has antecedents. I mean, he has legacies that speaks for him. You today, what will speak for you? What is going to be your point of argument? What is that thing you can tell God? Oh, God, give me some time because I still want to do this. And God say, ah. Because of this, I what reverse my judgment. Come to that point, child of God. That's your testimony. When the devil comes to cut your life short, say, Devil, you attack me. Do you know I'm on assignment? I know what I'm doing. I can't go. And you can tell God, look at what he has planned, but I will not go. Don't worry. You tell God, don't act. I'm enough to handle his case. You come to that portion in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. This is where God is calling us. Why have we left this realm to be doing this shabby, shabby level of estate? A Christian who is not conscious of himself. A Christian who is falling for everything that comes around. A Christian who is not conscious of a deposit of love in his heart. A Christian who doesn't know that there's a law at work in the chambers of his soul. The law of life. That cannot take death. The law of life. That cannot go down the sink. That when death comes knocking at the door of your life, you act like a human being in the presence of others. But when you are alone, you enforce the law of life. When you close your eyes, you say, Father, your word says, Now, therefore, there is no condemnation. Let your word come to pass. I enforce the law of life. Let the force of death go down. You are speaking his word. The spirit behind this word will go into oppression. Because you have a righteousness that when you speak, nothing can stop it. This word is where? It's in your heart. It's in your mouth. The word of faith. Or supposing when that day comes, the Holy Ghost comes to the effect of your life. He looks into your heart. There is no word of faith. And as long as your heart is empty of the word of faith, your mouth will have nothing to say. Fill your heart with the word of faith. The Lord is my shepherd. He who dress in the scriptures of the most high shall abide under the shadow of your mind. If I display my only son, but gave him to you, how will I with him give you all things? Even though I pass through the valleys, with the sons of death, I fear no evil. For the Lord is there with his cloak and with his staff, with this he comforts me. He gives me rest when I cast my bodies unto him. The Lord is my light, my hand. Whom shall I be? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Before the wish. I'm full of the spirit of God. I have the spirit of resurrection. He's in my bones. He's in my, sp- in my, he's in my flesh. He's in my spirit. In the name of Jesus, I walk in light. I don't walk in darkness. I possess the light of life. These are words of faith. The Bible says, Blessed is the man 
who has filled his quiver. There's a bag we're carrying in the spirit, though. Eh? There's a bag in my spirit. Eh? Where all these things are saying that the more I bring them out and say them, the more there are still more left there. Because over the years, I have galvanized the world and I've kept them in my quivers. Bless the man who has filled his quiver with these arrows. He said he shall contend with the enemy and the gateways of life. When the enemy shows up, you spread the world. He carries the law of life and shuts down the law of death. You are blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen. God is trusting you for greatness. He's training you for greatness. He's preparing you for tomorrow. Your life tomorrow is brighter. Why the world is getting dark? Your life is getting brighter. It's a little light so shine that men may see it. We don't care. Let the world keep going down. Let things get worse. We are in the world. We are not of the world. There is something supernatural about us. There is something spiritual about us. When the world is going down, God will still provide enough for you to shut your teeth. Shut the big man. The life left dollar is 4,000. You will get enough naira to repay the dollar and kill the things you need to kill. Why will yourself? Why bother yourself? Then they throw the word worry. Okay, since dollar now reached 2,000, did you stop eating food? <laughs> or do you want to some people who pack their cars and be trekking to church from where? They usually come with AC, huh? And I see completely. Come on. This one that is here. As a testimony, you don't mind him. <laughs> eh? With all the troubles, God is prospering him. Tell me, please, you come and share with them what has happened. Hmm? That's why he's coming, you know. God has changed his story. He used to come that time with frown face. But now he said, Father, can you imagine? He has reached the level of him. Can you imagine? That means he's beating his mind. And I told him, that's the beginning. Just grow in where what what the Atlantis will come. He will make protocols for you. Huh? You say, I'm not praying for the world. He heard it in just something. He said, I'm not praying for the world, but I'm praying for the ones which you have given to me. A prayer has been said over your life. But when things are happening in the world, you start getting worried. When your master knows that the world will have trouble, but he prays for you, that God will preserve you. That why things are getting worse, things will be getting better for you. Amen. That's the mentality God will give us. So why I go about exercising the righteousness of works, I know that what will give me inheritance on this side of life is righteousness of faith. Get my point now. This is the last point I'm making. Why I exercise myself in the righteousness of the, of works, hmm? which is the true act of witnessing for Christ, I must also invest greatly in the righteousness of faith because that's what gives me dominion on this side of life. <laughs> yes, they work together. Now you call it the righteousness of, the, of works, right? Uh-huh, charity, all kind of gentility, all of these are the righteousness of works. 
This is how we demonstrate we are Christians. Okay? That's how we witness for Christ. Being able to deal with issues with a Christ-like attitude, right? That's the right and that goes sufficient to take you to heaven because there's no amount of good work you do that can please God to earn his salvation. If not, you have died. <laughs> there is no good work you can do enough on earth here that will ever qualify you to go to heaven. We established that before, right? Yes. So, what's what? Some of you are looking at me as if I'm saying something strange again. There's no amount of good works we do on earth that will be enough to take you to heaven. No, 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 no. You'll be fooling yourself. Heaven is a gift for the one who receives it by faith through the finished works of Christ. That's what the righteousness of faith imparts upon you. The good thing, which good work do you do? But the exercise what? Faith. And the righteousness of the kingdom was imparted upon you. And God said, Today. What, what did he identify on the cross there? What did he say there that really, you know, struck God with the reality of Christ? What did he say? <laughs> say it well. The what? Say it. Yeah, the Lordship, but in a different way. There's something he said. You have said it again. You have said it, but you didn't say it well. Good. That means he lowered the kingship of Jesus. He acknowledged that Jesus is the king of kings. And the lord of universe. The life, everything in Christ. It is preeminent. So said for having said this. Because I'm not saying anymore. You have good works already. Go and wait for me. When I die, I meet you. He died first, have you? Yes. And Jesus went and met him there. Can you imagine that? Why did I fool? Or see they're arguing. <laughs> save yourself and save us for here. Complaining. The cooperative. Go and miss it. Go and gain it. Don't be among those who will miss. Be among those who will gain it in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let all this you are hearing never be in vain. Position yourself to win, whether you like it or not. So what saved him was the righteousness of faith. He knows Jesus has a kingdom. For that is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. And he said, remember me there. I'm not going to your people. Remember me. So that's the righteousness of faith. So what led me to this now? Man is the righteousness of faith. So the righteousness of faith gives you superlative power both on this side and on that side. So as a Christian, being good is nice, but being good is not sufficient to keep you from the harassment of demonic forces. You can see a very nice, kind, gentle Christian serving God. The devil will afflict that person very well. But God permitted it. God didn't permit it. But God, it happened because God allowed it. He got stopped it. No, that's not God's job. Get it right now. Get it right now. 
that something happened does not mean that God permitted it. He said, but he has the power to stop it. No, he has the power to stop it, but he doesn't operate like that. In your own thinking, you are thinking like that. If not, if you own this fan, this fan will not own. <laughs> if God acts that way, if you own this fan, it will not own. God will still stop it. But because we have power to own this fan and all of it, that means also we have power to call good or evil. And because he has given us power to exercise on earth. So we exercise power at different levels. The things we have done wrong has consequences. The things that we have done right has consequences. So when the consequence of good comes, we celebrate. When the consequence of evil comes, we say, God, stop blaming me. Good people suffer a lot. Yes. Good people suffer a lot. Good people too suffer. What bad people suffer? Though be good is nice, but your goodness cannot preserve you. Learn it now. Oh, I sound good in church. Ah, me, eh? I'm not promising you. Hey, I did the good At least, you're like your mommy's charity. God will be keeping it. You are not giving out your bodyguard, man. Oh, he won't allow this to touch my career. Oh, he will not take my children. No evil will come because I serve my God, though. I serve my God very well. And I know my God will not fail me. Let me finish this over. I'm trying to explain now. Because you must understand this also. So you are not predicating these things you are expecting from God because you are nice. Because you are good to people. Because you do charity. Because you go to church. You are very so God's reward is to protect you. Not to allow you to perform. No. You know what he did? He gave you himself that you will exercise that you are expecting to do. He has given the power to do it. So that is why Jesus, the Bible says, that he gave us his life. And went and sat down. Somebody has sat down and they are telling him to come and sit down. He said, as the Father has sent me, so I have sent you. Yeah. <laughs> so anything that happens to you, you allow it, you refuse to exercise the office. Learn this hard truth. Learn it now. So you have a say in the affairs of life. Does that shock you? Does that shock you? I have to learn it the hard way. So that's why when you start growing the spirit, you have to let anticipate what will come and deal with it before it comes. One of the gifts of discernment is to always anticipate evil. And engaging the substance of love, engaging the substance of love, exercising authority. That's what we're going to do. We must pray to build the and dominate it. Say, engage the power to dominate. Say, how do you say it again? Come on, Genesis. The air to dominate the air. It is you who dominate the air, not God. Dominate the land. It is you who dominates the land, not God. Dominate the waters. He gave you the power to dominate. Now you're asking for my heart.
And so how do you exercise your dominion? By the power of your words. From the abundance of your heart, you release things from your mouth, right? Are we together here? Through what? By the abundance of your heart. So what is that that is the abundance of your heart right now? The word of God, what is it again? Love. Just love, right? Just love. First love. Uh-huh. That has super what? <laughs> you are connecting with Jesus' name. Surpassing power. That love has a surpassing power. So you can unleash the surpassing power of God's love in your heart in the name of Jesus. As I'm saying that, your connection is not from heaven. It's from what you have received by faith. Unleash it. Amen. And they stay behind you. Unleash Preserve your children. Preserve your destiny. Each day that starts, you bless that day. You speak it out there and say, Today I decree and I declare everything will run and come to God's word. No plan of the force of enemies shall ever come to pass my way. In the name of Jesus, I unleash the love of God in my heart. Unto my family, unto my children. In the name of Jesus. As I say it, you are picturing them and seeing God's grace. So I mention their name. John, nothing happened to you today. In the name of Jesus, the condition of a mark. That's what I need to do every day. As I pray, all of you, every day, I mean, every day, I must decree and declare over your lives. Every day. Every day, when I see us, when I see us, we wake up early. Like watchmen, we stand on the door and start decreeing. Decreeing. We start unleashing the living water for us. Provoking blessings. Taking charge of forces contending with your families, your career. Decree that faith will grow. You wake up in that atmosphere of your life. You don't have to worry about your life. You don't have to worry about your life. And please don't do it. You know, some people are afraid. Please don't do it. And as we watch over you, you watch over you. You watch over your children. So, all the ministers of witchcraft that brings unbelief. That being stubbornness in the life of your children, you arrest them before they arrive. You spell, you leave your own spell over them, the spell of God's love, before the spell of wickedness and corruption upon them. Are you understand something here, huh? Yes. I'm taking my time to teach you all these things. And the teaching is for you to learn and go and practice it. Never allow kindness to stop. Because it's not the way the means stops you from exercising your office. He who dwells in sickness will most high. That word abiding shall exercise his office as a judge. Hmm. <laughs> Don't worry, this is my next Saturday. I will take it to your office. The office of Samuel. Hmm? I will decide to move. 
can clothe himself, the young man, and they still to honor his faith to shame for that. All these people who are like this, they used to believe God there. They don't argue like us who are too enlightened because we have too much options by reason of our studies. They only have no option. So they just take it hook, line, and sink. As you pray and give time, say thank you to God. Even give time and say, take my number. You see how you build her confidence. You say, as brother has said it, it is done. You understand? Don't doubt yourself. It's better you doubt. I mean, it's better you believe to the end, even if you don't see the result. You understand what I'm saying? Don't doubt. Don't ever doubt. Even when you're getting contrary results, don't doubt. Because your faith is being built up. You have put one block, and that block, over time. Because even though you may doubt, but you, your capacity is not still strong enough. What they call the substance of faith. You see, when we are arguing about healing, there's no one Bible question we use. There's a lot of things about that. that they will form all that this will work for us. They call faith. You know, they will use it. We need a 
what and what he has invested in us. That's why in the New Testament we have, it is easier for us to act by faith than in the Old Testament because God acts from heaven. But now in the New Testament, God acts through us. So finally, let's look at uh, Ephesians chapter 1. Let's pray now. From verse 17. Ephesians chapter 1, from verse 17. Then we'll now pray. Are we there? Okay. I read from verse 15. It says, For this reason, because I have heard of your faith, you were in the Lord Jesus Christ, your love towards the saints. How many things there? What and what? So we have finished two things now, right? In our journey with God this year. What are the two things we have finished? Faith and love. Hmm. Because of that faith and love towards all the saints, he said, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you what? The spirit of wisdom and revelation. So where there is faith and where there is love, the gift of what? Wisdom. And revelation in the knowledge of Him will increase. Are we together? What will increase? The spirit of what? Wisdom. And revelation in who? In Christ. Will be on the increase. So anytime you see love and faith at work, revelation, spirit of wisdom and revelation will be coming. That means God will give you new understandings. That will empower you, okay? Mm-hmm. Continue verse 18. Having the eyes of your heart enlightened, you can perceive more through your heart. Your mind will see more because your true eyes is your mind. You will see far. You can conceive things in the spirit by your mind. Visions will be shown to you in your mind. It's called intuition, okay? That you may what? know what is the hope to which he has called you. There is a reason why he called you. What and what he has committed to you. There is so much about, you know, God's plan for us that we don't know. But by the of this, we shall be knowing God's plan for us. Amen. It will dawn on us, okay? That you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? We have inheritance in the spirit. Many of us don't know it. Hmm? Each of us have our own unique inheritance. What this guy has in the spirit, I don't have it. God created us differently, and each person has his own quantum inheritance. 
but it is only by the spirit of what wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him through the enlightenment of the eye of your mind that you begin to know what God has said about you. You may come to know that God has written based on who you are in the spirit that this woman, no accident can kill her. But because you have not gained access to the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, through the enlightenment of your mind, you don't know. So you'll be wasting prayer. Every time I travel, oh God, protect me, protect us. Oh God, be in the engine, be in the tire. Oh, help, oh, help me, fire, drive, drive, be the driver. <laughs> and then just in heaven, we'll be laughing at this and say, look at this one. She doesn't know that part of her inheritance that no accident can kill her as a way of demonstrating the glory of God upon your life. Maybe this man now doesn't know that God has raised him to be a billionaire in pounds. But he was coming here and said, oh God, my business is dying. Hey, God, God, pray for me. And I'm praying for him and he's happy. And he's happy. But the day he captures that in his file and he dawns on his spirit, he will voice it out. He said, I'm a billionaire in pounds. Never will I go down. Then the spirit will plunge him into it. You'll fight him more. He's increasing. Every business around his life will be flourishing. Each of us have inheritance in the spirit. But it must come through the spirit of what? Wisdom and what? Come, he said, come, I will trust you. He said, look at 
There's no abundance of finances. You shall not lack because the Lord is your shepherd. And your shepherds are unleashed a grace for abundance upon you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Even though everything will go down for the people of the world, it will not go down for you. Amen. There shall be a lifting force at work in your members. Lifting force in your career. Lifting force in your marriage. Lifting force in your family. Lifting force in your going and coming. Child of God, you're not alone. There is a spirit behind your life. We are waxed by a spirit. There is a spirit that is involved. My life is involved by a spirit. Your life is involved by a spirit. From this day, this spirit will be more visible in dealing with your affairs in the name of Jesus Christ. The spirit of life. The spirit of salvation. The spirit of deliverance. The spirit of prosperity. The spirit of restoration. The spirit of salvation. The spirit of defense. Amen. That spirit goes with you this day forward in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As you have received his word, as you have decided to host his word, to walk in the light of the righteousness of faith and the righteousness of works. As you receive the word of love, the word of love, and your heart now holds the love of God. This spirit is activated. The Holy Ghost is pouring beyond measure. To bring the love of God to reality in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Things will come your way. Not because you deserve it by works, but by faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. who fights you comes under the rot of this spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. He says, vengeance is mine. You don't fight. They will fight for you. They will be with you. They will extract things for you. Nothing shall impossible. Nothing shall be impossible. I decree that you shall be so blessed that your relevance in God in service will be fed from now henceforth in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You will receive wisdom to walk with God. You will receive revelation to walk with God. The darkness in your heart gives way for light in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You are blessed in the morning. Amen. Blessed in the afternoon. Amen. You are blessed in the evening. Amen. I decree by this spirit, no weapon that is fashioned against you shall ever prosper. Amen. This spirit will cover you. Amen. He will envelop you. Amen. He is called the angel of his presence. Amen. He will feel his presence in the day. He will feel his presence at night. Amen. By the pillar of cloud and by the pillar of fire in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. He is with us. He will energize your body. He will kill every sickness. He will activate your organs. He will not be weak in your body. He will not be weak in your mind. He vitalizes you. The strength of God is your strength. In the name of Jesus Christ. I bless you. I bless you. By the Spirit of God. I bring favor to your life by the Spirit of God. Precious Father. Every word of decree today comes to pass. Because your word is our life. In the chambers of our souls, we lose ourselves as a point of contact to our other who are connected to us by blood and by faith, wherever they may be. It right now, Father, as they are captured within the ambience of our young, we decree the lordship of Jesus over their life, Amen. over their career, Amen. over their families. Amen. There shall be no death, Amen. there shall be no sickness, Amen. there shall be no violence and bloodshed. Amen. There shall be no negativity. Amen. There shall be no weeping Amen. among our people. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, Amen. we decree favor. 
we decree divine connection. We decree God visitation upon their lives. We visit, we visit them right now, and by the graciousness of God's word upon our life, we decree that it shall be well with them. Let the portion of God come to them in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Just live with Jesus. Appreciating his blessings right now. Exalt the Eucharistic Jesus for his blessings upon your life. Exalt him, exalt him, exalt him. Praise him. Thank you, Jesus.